Welcome to the SBP Podcast, Mobile Filmmaking. You're listening to episode 102, and I'm your host, Susie Botello. There is one thing that most filmmakers, once I've ever met or heard of, have in common, and it's something that you haven't really heard a lot about. You know what that is? Inspiring filmmakers. That is really at the heart of something that they love to do. And so that's why they share their stories. That's why they share their techniques. That's why they share everything they know with people everywhere. Our guest today in this episode is Levi Austin Morris. Levi is in L.A. And we met Levi back in 2015 with a short film that he submitted to our International Mobile Film Festival here in San Diego. But then he came back in 2020, literally five years later, submitted another film, another short film. And we've stayed in touch. He's participated in mobile film stories. But what really is really cool about this is that we started asking Levi, you know, to share about his past experience and his film. And then we started talking about how he's making that film happen. Now, I'm not just talking about, you know, how he's getting people together because, man, it takes a village <laughs> to make a feature-length film. But how he's getting that film funded, how creatively he's doing it, and with the participation of his family, meaning his crew, and he's making it happen in a really impressive way. Now, we're going to be sharing some links in the notes, but remember, if your player is not displaying the notes, you can always go to sbppodcast.studio and get them there for this episode. Ready to go? Let's go talk to Levi. Hey, well, here I am in the city of angels. Well, I'm not here, but our guest is there hanging with the angels. In L.A., California, is Levi Austin Morris. Hi, Levi. Hi, Susie. Nice to see you. Well, well hear nice me. Nice to chat with you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I, we got to talk about this film that you guys are making. Yeah. I want to share with our listeners first that we met Levi back in, I think it was in 2015, wasn't it? Yeah, or 16? I, I think it was 2015. Okay. Uh, he made a, a little film and it was in our film festival. You were the first and festival I think that I'd ever got accepted into. Really? I think so. I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure actually. <laughs> I think so. Um, well, I I think that's awesome because a lot of um, a lot of people from our film festivals we were like the first, yeah, you know, and and sometimes in this podcast, you know, it's like, oh, this is the first podcast 
mm-hmm. um, as well. So I, you know, we're people's first. Yeah. This is great. It's exciting. <laughs> You're like the introduction, I guess, into the, the industry. Yeah. yeah. Right. But then you came back. Sure did. You did. And that was uh, 2020. You had meant, you meant to come back even before, but then things happened. But then in 2020, <laughs> during the pandemic, of yep. course, yeah, what a what a letdown that was. Oh, I, was, I mean, you it, had it all squared out to come here. Yeah, we were excited. Um, and it just it was a little disappointing that I feel like the pandemic shut everything down. Um, but yeah, my crew and I were really excited to actually get to f- attend the festival because I didn't get to in 2015. So, yeah, and and we're like next door. Yeah, but you know, as soon as this thing opens up, you know, you you. We're going to meet in person. Absolutely. <laughs> much more than once. Yeah. Um. So then so then that happened. And the film that you that you submitted last year, what, what was the name of the film again from from the year before? It was it was pretty cool. Too. For which one? 2015? Yeah. The, uh, the yeah. end of the world. one. Yeah. It was 90 seconds to live. Um. And it That's was. Right. Yeah. I, ha- I mean, for that one, I had just started iPhone filmmaking. I think I made one other really small short before that one. Uh, but but 90 Seconds to Live was the first one that I started to submit to things. Um, and yeah, it was just it was my boyfriend and I. And it was the idea was like if if we knew that uh, a bomb was dropping, uh, what would how would we spend our last 90 seconds? Um, and so it was like us rushing to get to each other. Um, yeah. yeah, it was shot really, really well. It was a it was a really neat way to to tell that story. Yeah. Yeah. We shot it uh, from the perspective of my character. So like it was handheld. Uh, you could see my arms and you could see my feet, um, but that's it. And then <laughs> what, never, and whatever. Are you I sure saw. that was you though? What was that? What was that? <laughs> I'm like, are you sure that was you though? <laughs> <laughs> it was actually. <laughs> it was, but yeah. actually, it had that thing, you know, like the the timeline, right, where you're having uh, the memory of him and what he was doing. Yeah. So so like you you'd know? see me with my boyfriend, um, and and so you yeah that you like. You saw flashbacks of like the memories that I was having in that last 90 seconds. And then it would uh, flash forward to like me running, trying to get to him. Um, yeah. 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 Let's not give it away. Cause, yeah. You know, I, I did quite give quite a bit away. You sorry. don't want TriStar Entertainment to come out. <laughs> That's true. Steal, steal my idea. <laughs> um, but that was and then you made the tea. Yes. And the tea was um, a, a period piece. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Talk a little bit about that one. Too. Sure. Uh, so I, 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 my background is I'm, I'm like a, a theater nerd. Like I grew up loving uh, theater. I was a theater major. Like I, I love classical theater. I love Shakespeare. And so I've always been attracted to period pieces. Um, and the, the movie, the favorite came out a few years ago and I loved everything about it from the cinematography to the tone, to the comedy um, and it like I was I was really inspired by uh, that world. And I thought, you know what? I love to make films on my phone. So I would love to do the challenge of doing a period piece on my phone and see if we can pull this off. Um, and so, yeah, I just I, I wrote a script. Um, I, it was inspired by actually uh, Moliere, who's one of my favorite playwrights. Uh, he had uh, a scene with uh, a, a couple. It was a heterosexual couple. Um, but I really loved the back and forth of those characters. And so uh, it was inspired by the relationship of those characters. Um, but, but like the script is completely my own and I invented two other completely 
like new characters that didn't exist in the Moliere piece. Um, and it was just a lot of fun. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was, I feel like it, I feel like it was honestly my most successful film thus far. Um, as far as like festivals and, um, just how I felt about it. Like I felt really confident in that film. And that's hard to do because, you know, whenever as an artist, whenever you create something, it's never really quite like you envision. It's never enough. It's never oh, good absolutely. enough. You know, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I look back at the footage um, while I'm editing in the editing process, I am <laughs> the worst critic. And I'm tell like the people who work on the film with me, they're like, how's the editing going? And I'm like, I don't know if this one's going to work out. So like, <laughs> like, and that's just me being my own worst critic of like, like, you know, I would have done this different. I would have shot this different. I wish we hadn't combined those shots, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I do the, I, I do the same thing. And so I try to keep to my, keep to myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because otherwise everybody else around me is going to freak out. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh my God, she started this project and there's no way it's going to happen because she thinks so. Um, so now here we are and it's 2021 new year. Yeah. New film. New film. One of the things that I'm really impressed with now you're doing, did you do a Kickstarter or anything like that? Any, uh, campaign funding for the previous film? Uh, not for the T or for the other. I have done a Kickstarter for a film that was not an iPhone film. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, that was something I shot actually in 2015 as well. Uh, right mm-hmm. after we submitted 90 Seconds to Live, we started working on another project and we, we, uh, we did a Kickstarter for that. Well, let me, let me, let's share with our listeners a little more about you, sure. you know, uh, Levi. Sure. Like, what got you, you know, a little bit of your history and what got you interested? Because I, I like to share these things with our listeners. I think it's important for them to get to know you because they may see uh, a connection uh, sure. with themselves as well. So. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I'm Levi. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm originally, I'm from Minnesota. Um, I am the youngest of six kids. Um, so I had a very large family growing up. Um, I grew up in an incredibly small town. There were less than 2000 people in my hometown. Uh, it like, there were cool things about that. Uh, but also like when you're a gay kid in a small town and like, I, I, my family life was not this, uh, I'm I'm trying to think of the wording was not like the healthiest, I guess. Um, and so like, theater for me ended up becoming uh, sort of an escape from home um, because my dad was an alcoholic and a meth addict. Um, and so, um, yeah, so like I, I used I used theater as an outlet and an escape and it ended up becoming a place where I found a community and I felt incredibly safe. Um, and my mother's also an artist and she was very encouraging of me to uh, explore the arts. Um, and so when I graduated high school, I decided I had a friend actually who was I had multiple friends who were really encouraging of me to go to college because nobody in my family has gone to college. Um, and so uh, so through their support and and like my mom's support as well. And like uh, I had some some I, like a couple siblings I'm very close with were like, yes, go go after your dreams, you know. Um, and so I, I was the first kid in my family to and as the youngest, it was a big deal to me. 
um, that I attended and graduated college um, as a theater major, and I loved it. And then I worked in Minneapolis for, or I lived in Minneapolis for five years doing theater there, um, both acting, writing, and directing. And then I was like, you know what? I need to go somewhere warm because I cannot stand the winter. <laughs> um, so I ended up in L.A. Um, and I've lived in L.A. since the end of 2011. Um, and it's yeah, I mean, it's it's been a journey. Um, I, I've uh, so, uh, co-founded production companies. Um, I, I'm constantly creating new work and self-producing work with uh, the people that I have it took some time. It takes time to build a network, but, um, I've definitely, uh, been incredibly fortunate and appreciative to have met artists who are like me, um, in that, like, we care about the work that we're creating. It's not like, let's just create, you know, crap to put out. Like, let's tell a story that means something to us. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, we, 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 we create films and sketch comedy and, um, and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. That's yeah. really interesting. There's so many questions that I have. One of them that I'm thinking, uh-huh. I, I try to think, um, I try to listen like, like one of the, our listeners and I'm thinking, you know, this, this conversation will go around the world. And, <laughs> um, and I know people in San Diego, uh, from my past that have gone to LA saying, that's it. I'm so good at this. Mm. I can go to LA and I'm going to be Hollywood. And then they go away for like nine months and then they come back. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so how was that? How was that? You know, because it is a journey. Oh, it is. And, and, you know, sometimes you go there with the highest expectations. Yeah. um, And, but you, you know, you're either going to give it up or you're not. You know, and and it's always going to be tough, especially in the beginning. L.A. is huge and there are a lot of people out there chasing their dream, you know. Yeah. What was that like? Sure. (laughs) I mean, I guess like I I had I will say like because I mentioned the family I grew up in a bit. um, I had the both misfortune and fortune of growing up in an incredibly poor family. Um, So it was not a huge adjustment for me to come to LA and, and be, you know, like, like, cause I think for a lot of people, they, they leave sort of the luxury of their homes in the Midwest or wherever they're coming from, um, and the support of their family. Um, and they come in, it's like, wow, I live in a shoebox and I have to work insane hours just to pay my rent. Um, and how am I going to be, you know, uh, chasing my dream as well, you know? Um, and for me, it was that there was no other option. Like, like I, I, I recognize and I rec- I've recognized it since, since I was old enough to recognize that this is how I want to spend my life, um, that there is no other option for me. Um, and, and I, I would not be happy doing any other job. Um, and so, uh, like I, it was just, it, it was a struggle, but it was a necessary struggle in order to be able to do what I want to do. Um, and so, yeah, like I, I, and for a while, like there, there were periods where in LA at the beginning, I worked two or three jobs. Um, like I had one job, I would get off at 2 AM. I'd take the bus home cause I didn't have a car. I'd get home at 4 AM. Um, I'd sleep until seven. I'd go to my next job. I'd take a nap in between and then I'd go back to the other job. Um, oh. and so like there was a period and it was miserable. Um, but like, 
I was able to pay my bills at that at that moment. And it was, you know, and then I worked my way up into a new position or I or I left for a job that I realized, well, they're, they don't like they don't pay enough. I, I'm going to go find some place that pays more, you know. Um, and I think I think I think part of it is being stubborn. I think part of it is my incredible drive, because that is something that I will say I have is like I am driven for what I love. Um, and I think part of it is, um, my eternal optimism of like, <laughs> this is what I want to do with my life and it's going to work out. So yeah. Um, I think, I think all of those things have contributed and I think there have been happy accidents along the way as well, where like I've met people who are incredible, who have been supportive or, you know, and I don't mean like paying my bills cause I never had anything like that, but like, just like supportive and recognize my dream and. And so they're emotionally there or, you know, like when, when I'm feeling down. Yeah. The emotional support I think is more helpful than anything else. Absolutely. Especially in LA, because this is without a doubt, like I will say I have, I have, I have a lot of people that I enjoy creating with. Like I've created a network and a community here that I love, but I do think that in this city, there are a lot of people who like, they're just looking out for themselves and if you'll help them in their career. And so I do actually steer clear of them. Like if I sense that that is their energy and I'm just like, I don't really want to like, they're like, Oh, will you write a part for me in your next project? And I'm just like, well, we'll see. Yeah. It's a, you know, following your dream is a very emotional journey and it has, it's a roller coaster ride. And there are times when things are going great and you feel like, Oh, Oh, things are turning for me. And then, you know, something falls in the middle of everything, you know. So, yeah, so having that emotional support. And that's a great segue to this family that you have built, you know, that you are yeah. connected to. And you all have, um, everyone's an actor, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, you said it best when you said family. Like, there's a chosen family aspect of that I've found in, in, in L.A. And, yeah, everybody here that I work with is either an actor or producer or, you know, um, something in the arts. Like I have a friend who's a composer. So like, um, yeah, we all found each other and we just, you know. And you've been working with these guys since 2015, right? Uh, some of them. Yes. Uh, most of them? So mo- most of them, I would say. Yeah. Um, I've been working since 2015 on the new project. There is a producer who is brand new to us but she is amazing. And like all of us are in love with her and are like, yeah, okay. She's like, she's in the group. Like we're, she's going to be involved in many projects in the future. Like she's incredible. Um, and so we're incredibly grateful for her. Oh, that's awesome. And so, okay. So now, um, you decided to, to write, you wrote it, right? The screenplay. I did. Yes. (laughs) All right. Now tell me, uh, tell us a little bit about that. Let's see if we can inspire somebody to write a screenplay first before they start shooting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, so I mean, COVID happened 2020. It was, it was a difficult year for everybody like around the world. Like we all lost somebody or we all started to feel disconnected. And I was struggling because I, like I said earlier at my core, this is, this is what I'm meant to do. This is what I want to do. This is how I want to spend my life. Um, and so I was really struggling emotionally with, with being separated from my chosen family, being separated from like the arts and, you know, being creative. And, um, and I, I was trying to basically find an outlet for myself. Um, and I, I realized that like this feeling of isolation that I had 
um, I, I, I wanted to use that and channel that into something. Um, and so like I spoke to one of my very good friends who's been in multiple projects, including the T, um, Allison. Uh, she was she was the uh, the Colette character in the T. Um, and I was like, I really want to do this project. Are you interested in in doing this with me? When you said Colette, uh, that was the one who played the sister, right? Yes. In the T. Yep. The, it was the blonde girl who played the sister. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I uh, sorry. Was there more to the question? Yeah, but I just meant to. I just wanted to make sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was the blonde girl in the T, um, and she played the sister. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I, I asked her if she was interested in doing a project together, and she was like, "Sure," because she's always down to play. Um, and I, when I started writing it, all I knew was that I wanted to, um, to focus on how I was feeling, the feeling of being isolated. Um, and I was really, really focused on that because it was like, I've been, you know, we've all been going through this for however many months now. Um, and, and I'm somebody who's incredibly inspired by music. Um, so like sometimes I will literally just go for, and I did during COVID, I I'd put on my mask, I'd put in my headphones and I'd go for walks for hours, listening to music, trying to find something that made me feel that feeling of isolation that, that I was trying to latch onto. Um, and eventually I came across a song by Sarah Bareilles, who is one of my favorite singers, um, called, I think it's called Simple and True or Simple and Plain. One of the one of those two titles. Um, and it's a, a really haunting melody. Um, and like I didn't even pay attention to the lyrics. It was just the melody. And there's a lot of dissonant chords. Um, and, and so I, like I latched onto that and I listened to that thing on repeat so much while I came up with the story in my head and before, like, usually I'm somebody that outlines everything out, um, as, as I'm thinking of it. But in this particular project, I was, I, I was latching onto the story in my head before I even started outlining it. And once I knew where the story was going, that's when I sat down to do the outline. Um, and, and once I had a solid outline, um, and I will say this process started probably at the end of October and it, it took me until April to get a final draft. And that's like, that's like, I think the first draft wow. I finished at, at the end of January uh, of the script. And then I did some Zoom read throughs with, with, uh, with my crew, with my chosen family. Um, and um, yeah, and we, we did some read throughs over Zoom and, you know, I'm, I'm very collaborative where I'm like, let's, you know, let's, let's talk about what's working, what's not like, what relationships aren't clear. Um, you know, uh, and like what is nonsense, you know, what is confusing. Um, and so like they give me notes and they're like, well, this didn't work for me or this is confusing. Or like, if you're, if you want this, like expand on it more. Um, and so like, there's a collaborative, excuse me, collaborative atmosphere in those read throughs. Um, and then I go back and I take the notes that I want and I ignore the notes that I don't. Um, and I write again and I, and then we go back and we did it, we did it again. And I think we ended up going through five read throughs. Um, the script went through six drafts and it was like over a period of four months. Um, and that, but that's because this one is not a short film. This is a feature. Um, it's nine, like it's the first draft was, I think 58 pages. The final draft is 96 pages. Um, oh, that's perfect. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so like that was that was the writing process. And like once once it got to the place where like all of us were like, this is it. This is the film. 
um, that's when we were like, okay, let's start talking about like, like what we need. What I mean, that was sort of my process because that's like, at that point, it's me, the director come like coming in and going through and like, what do we need as far as budget? What do we need as far as props? What do we need? Like how many days is this going to take? Um, and all of that. So, yeah. Yeah. We should tell, tell our listeners basically how, why we're saying it's perfect 96 minutes or like 96 pages is because it's like, you, you figure it's about a minute per page. Yeah. Yeah. Of the film. Yeah. And I, so yeah, I mean with, with a screenplay, when you write a feature, I think they're, I want to say they're usually between like 80 and 120 pages or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I but 96 will, is perfect. Yeah, it is. And I, and like, there's a lot of action because it's a horror, a horror film. That word yeah. has always tripped me up. Horror. It's two syllables. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so there's a lot of action sequences that it'll probably be, you know, maybe like a hundred minutes or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because there's there's always room, and, and you yeah. never know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Who knows? I'm, it, I'm, it could I'm be not shaved gonna... off a little yeah. bit, but yeah, we'll see. That's why it's a it's a it's a good number either way. Yeah, because it's um, right in the middle. Yeah, because it, it at the worst it's like ninety minutes, yeah. and ninety minutes is is good for uh, distribution. Absolutely. You know. Yep. So. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. You put this, you wrote, now most of the people that I talked to, um, they're writing a, a screenplay by themselves. Sure. You wrote it with a team. Well, I mean, yes, I wrote it by myself because um, uh, I write down my outline. I write down the story arcs. I write down everything. And then yeah. I, I write all of it. And then, and then it's sort of like, uh, like, so that was the first, what was that? November to, to end of January. Um, mm-hmm. And then I come to them with a rough draft and I'm like, let's, let's talk, you know? Um, and so like, yeah, there's, there's definitely that period of editing. Um, I, I think, and this is, this comes from my theater background. Um, collaborative atmospheres are the most beneficial. Um, there's like on TV, there's writer's rooms, um, in movies, there's always people like it goes through many hands. And I don't, I like, I'm not, I certainly am not a proponent of, um, producers coming in and slashing the artist's vision. Like that is something I am a hundred percent against. Um, but I think if you, if you trust somebody, um, enough to ask them, like, even if it's just one person and say, you know, can you read this? Like, uh, can you, can you let me know if, if anything doesn't make sense, you know, if something's confusing? Um, just because like, it might be clear to you as the person who's writing it, but sometimes like you have more information in your head than is on the page. Um, and so, yeah, uh, you have intention. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so like getting the, those outside, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Perspectives. Yeah. Perspectives. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, getting the outside perspective is oftentimes incredibly beneficial because they're coming in it with a clean slate, you know, and they have no idea the world that you're trying to create. And so, um, so they're, they're going to have a point of view that might actually help you further your own point of view. Well, we're going to share with our listeners, the link to the trailer. So they'll be able to watch a trailer and they'll be on the edge of their seat. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, what it took for you guys to, because you, you're not in production yet. You are, you know, you're funding, you're in, in the fu- campaign funding yeah. phase. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm a tongue twister right now. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) And um, I want to, I want to share some insights if you don't mind with, with our listeners about that, because I think I myself think that uh, campaign funding is probably one of the most um, anxiety driven processes. (laughs) You are not (laughs) wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah and 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 the platform right mm-hmm. uh also depends there's indiegogo there's kickstarter yep. there's the one that you chose yep. um you know why don't you share a little bit about how you even went about that because like i said it's just it's just such a tough thing to to even think about being sure. able to just fund your own film yeah um so with this project in particular it is a feature and um we're lucky enough that uh the 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 girl my my close friend who is the lead in it um she owns the house that we're filming in so we don't have to pay for the location um and i i didn't i mean i guess sorry i will get to the funding but i will say i didn't even talk about like the the like because it was over covid i was very specific about writing it so it was one location um so that we didn't have to uh because i didn't know when covid was going to end um, so I wanted to, yeah, and you don't sure. want to have the landlord have to sign off on yeah, the location exactly, and all that, exactly, right? yeah. So, so we, we, um, so when I was writing the script, I, I specifically was like, okay, this is taking place in her house. Um, and so like, what story can I tell in her house? And that's sort of where the story of isolation and all of that. Yeah. Um, anyway, going back to the funding, I apologize. Um, yeah. I digress. Um, uh, so, um, yes, with the funding, funding is a nightmare. Um, it is it is the one thing that I am not yet. Does it give you uh, paralysis? <laughs> uh, That's the name of the something. film, you guys. Yeah, I was yeah, looking the, for a way to, yeah. to, <laughs> to get name that. the. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It, uh, paralysis is the film. Um, yeah. yeah. So it does not give me paralysis, but it gives me anxiety. <laughs> um, but I will say. Uh, because I have done a Kickstarter in the past, um, and so I've done I've done a Kickstarter with one project, and then I know people who have done other projects. Um, did I do Kickstarter Indiegogo? I think I did Kickstarter um, for the for the film I talked about a while ago. This one was Seed and Spark, um, yeah. and the reason that I chose Seed and Spark, and the reason that um, this is the platform that we're going with, is Seed and Spark is is um only for films it's for films it's for pilots it's for uh web series or it it's for the the film industry whereas kickstarter can be for many different things it can be for films it can be for kickstarting like an invention it can be you know um seed and spark is specifically for filmmakers created by filmmakers um and so uh one of the really great things well, I mean, let me rewind for a second. Uh, the the way that I discovered them is another. I was friend. hoping to hear the rewind sound. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I had a, I had another friend um, that I know through improv classes in L.A. Um, do uh, a seed and spark for a film that he was making. Um, I want to say either just before the pandemic or just at the beginning of the pandemic. And he ended up successfully raising the money and I contributed to his project as well. Um, but I, I found, or I, I was intrigued by the platform cause I, I'd never heard of it. And I went into a deep dive on the internet and researched what it is. And it's, yeah, it's, it's for filmmakers by filmmakers. Um, they have incredible resources where they have videos online, which is like crowdfunding one oh one, And it's like a 12, 
12 video um, basically class. Like they're giving you like a master class in crowdfunding and there's wow. incredible ideas. Um, there's there's things you should not do in your crowdfunding. Um, and, and so like I did a very deep dive on that. And then with my production team, uh, we came together and like I, I, we had a conversation where I was the one who figured out exactly how much the budget was going to need um and for production we're we're only raising money for production costs right now um and then later on uh we'll do the co- we'll we'll have a s- much smaller campaign for the post production expenses now um, what made you make that decision uh that's actually one of the things that seed and spark talks about is they said you know you can do it all in one one thing or you can break it and break it apart uh part of the reason being that um it's a lot to it's a lot to like try to focus on both of those things at once. Um, so to be able to focus on this is the money we need for production only. Um, it's also going to be a less intimidating number to the people. Like if I come in and say we need to raise nine thousand dollars for production versus we need to raise fifteen to twenty thousand dollars. Like that is that is less intimidating to a potential backer. Um, you know, like, oh, so my $20 will make a difference a, a little more right. than like, you know, um, and, and that makes really, sense. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, I mean, it's psychological, but it's also like, it's also like better, I think emotionally, uh, and for, for even the team doing the project, you know, like there is a science to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Um, and so, yeah, so we're raising the production costs only right now. Um, and then, uh, after we shoot the film. Oh, and I will say I originally had intended for this to be a $10,000 budget, but I I was I went through and I uh basically figured out ways to cut the cost in a lot of areas. Um and so um we got it down to 9,000, which doesn't sound like that big of a difference, but when it is funding for a film, that's a huge difference. Um just because like you know that I don't know. It's it. I'm you, nodding. You can't see me. But yeah. I'm nodding. Yes. <laughs> She's nodding. Yes. Everybody. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it it is. It is. Uh. It, it can be intimidating, but but like going in prepared, and I think that that's one of the things that like I think that uh, the seed and spark sort of class that they have online uh, was incredibly helpful. Um. In that way, like like I I I built the or we my team we built the the social media ahead of time before we even launched the campaign. Um, and, and that was to sort of get interest out there, you know, like this is a project that we're working on. It's about sleep paralysis and, you know, um, and trauma and grief and isolation. And so like we're starting to, and it's a horror film, you know? And so that starts to sort of draw in that kind of audience. Well, Um, you did great on that. Thank you. Let's talk about that a little bit because so you built (laughs) You know, I follow Levi, probably a lot of our listeners as well, uh, mm-hmm. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, you came out of nowhere. It's like uh, paralysis is following you. And I'm like, oh, I'll follow paralysis back. But I didn't know it was you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you and then know? one day you saw my picture pop up. <laughs> yes. And I'm also yeah. looking at the numbers because you, you really just started that. I think it was like last month, wasn't it? No, we started in April. So we've, we've been going for yeah, a little while. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's nothing. And all of a sudden now you, you've grown that quite a bit. You yeah. You have quite a lot of, um, hey, every day you're, I don't even know how you're going to 
do any anything because just the social media part. Oh, it, uh, yeah. I mean, you're you're creating content for that. Share a little bit of how how you're making that work. Sure. It's mainly on Instagram that's really yeah. popping, right? Yeah, yeah. We 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 have the we have the Facebook. The Facebook we started later. Um, I I started with just Instagram. Um, there's a huge horror community. Um, and so like one of the things that I did is I went through and I followed a bunch of other horror films. I followed a bunch of small indie, uh, horror people, people who are like horror fans. Um, and like, they have sort of like these fan pages devoted to horror films. Um, and I engage with them, you know, like, like I, I comment on their content. I, you know, like I, I feel like I've been spending more time on the paralysis page than my personal page. Um, <laughs> And, and that's fine. Like it, I'll, it's I end up, important. it yeah. is. Yeah. So, so like it's building that audience. Um, but yeah, like one of the things is like, we're, we've been thinking about like interesting content, you know, like what besides talking about our film, do people want to see, you know? And so, um, for a while at the beginning when we didn't have content about our film, other than we have this script and we're going to be going into production. Um, we, we were sharing like just fun facts about horror films, or we were sharing fun facts about sleep paralysis or like, um, or memes, uh, where, you know, they were poking fun at, at people's various sleep paralysis demons. Um, and so, uh, yeah, like it was just, it, it, it ended up becoming this sort of fun thing to engage with our audience, um, with the people. And now you're doing something with the, with the people who are funding them where you're, uh, how should I say you're choose your own you're adventure. gamifying you gamifying yeah 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 uh so yeah I mean uh we we started the campaign um and it's a 30-day campaign and one of the ways we were like you know how can we keep people interested during the campaign so that they're not just like sure I'll contribute and then I'll go away um was like how can it be fun how can you know and so we are doing something it's a choose your own adventure horror story it has no connection to our film um, it's, it's just part of the campaign, but it's, it's a fun thing that like we, uh, within the team, like I'll write a chapter and then we'll, uh, we'll, we're, we're like, we're just recording vo voice memos and creating like fun little, uh, images out of stock photos and stuff. Um, so it like tells the story as we tell you the chapter. And then you as the audience get to choose what you want the character to do next. And so based on your votes, the next person in our team writes the next chapter. So I've only written two of the chapters and we are on our fifth chapter right now. Um, nice. and, and then other members of my team have written the other chapters, but it's really fun. And honestly, even other members of my team are more excited about the choose your own adventure right now than they are about the film, just because it's so like, it's so fun it's such a sort of like like electric energy that like because it's it's like the instant results of like you the audience are telling us oh i want the character to do this you know um because it takes a village to make a feature mobile film oh right? it does yeah 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 i think um, that's what we're going to title yeah. this podcast yeah. <laughs> I, that's fine with me yeah um but it's just been it's been fun it's been really fun and like at first people were really hesitant to to comment on those videos and, and say what they want the character to do. But we're, we're, you know, we're onto our fifth chapter now. Um, and, uh, and people are like, have her do this. No, she should do this. And there's like discussion in the thread. So it's, it's becoming you already this fun had, thing. You already had the, the screenplay. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. So this, again, like the, 
the the short choose your own adventure story is not actually connected to the story of our script. Um, okay, the it's screen, just a side yeah, thing. Yeah, the screenplay is is um is something is a completely different story. Um, and it's just uh yeah, it's it's I mean we can certainly talk about that too if you want. Well, because I think you know I don't know if I were you. I mean, yeah, that could be another screenplay for you know oh, a future as film. a reward. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was actually a joke that one of the the guys in the group actually made as well. He's like, "What if this story ends up being so good that we have to make this movie?" I was like, "All right." <laughs> so, well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's already gone far beyond the nine thousand dollar budget of of our current film, though. So, like, yeah, well. all the all the twists and turns of this story. So you you put together a budget. You had to look at every little detail of what you needed. Yes. And so obviously, for our listeners, you do want to get some people involved in that because you'll miss something. It's like if you go alone to the grocery store yeah. and you're at all like me, you come home without the butter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is what you really needed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the um, one thing you went for. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so when you were putting this thing together, uh, what were the basic things? Sure. You know, I'm trying to help our listeners. Absolutely. Uh, like to, you know, to plan their, their own, own feature project. films yeah, or absolutely. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, uh, the first thing I started with was I actually I, I got a little overwhelmed at first. So I did pass it off to another member of my team just because I just finished writing a 96 page script. <laughs> so I was like. Ooh, this is this is a lot. Like I, don't I need know, a nap. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so I passed it off to actually Allison. The she's the the girl who played Colette, and she's the lead of my film. Um, I passed it off to her, and I said, "Will you go through and write down all of the props that are used uh, throughout the entire script, uh, the scenes that they're in, the actors that are in those scenes, um, and just so we can get an idea of budget and if there's like special effects makeup needed." Um, so that, uh, cause, cause we are hiring a professional makeup artist for this project. Um, you should, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so, so she went through and she did that. And then I went through again after she did and added things that she missed. So there were multiple sets of eyes on the script, um, checking the budget. And then I sent it off to my producer and she said, yeah, that looks good. You know? And then we, we, so, so, I mean, just to, I guess, let the listeners know like you're looking for props you're looking for um actors the amount of actors in the scene any special effects makeup uh locations um, wardrobe wardrobe exactly uh your meals because like a a film that's 96 pages long you're not going to film that over one day or even two like this is where where our goal is to shoot five to six pages per day um and uh that's going to be like a 15 to 16 yeah let's shoot. do this really quick too sure, because sure. so earlier i said it's like a page a minute somebody yeah. out there is probably going oh it only takes five minutes to shoot five oh, pages oh, <laughs> oh funny <laughs> yeah um so going off of what Susie's saying yeah like five pages takes a long time to film because uh for me and it's different for every director i storyboard yeah. my entire script um, before we even go into production. And I've been doing this for a while. Um, I, I go, th- I, I, I have my script, I storyboard the shots out that I want. Um, so I have my storyboard and then from my storyboard, I make a shot list 
of like, well, this is a wide, this is a medium, this is a close up, this is a macro. Um, and that's just like the specific shots uh, that I've already done the work for. I've already done the storyboard. I already have the puzzle pieces to then go ahead and, and shoot the film. But in order to do that, when I actually get to set to shoot the film, it's it's like, OK, we have to shoot the wide and we have to shoot it a, multiple times, like until until the rhythm is right, until, you know, all of it is right, until there's no lighting issues or sound issues. Um, and then we're going to move on to the next angle for the same scene. And so, like, it takes a long time because you're 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 basically trying to get the shot right, the sound right. There's so many things that you're balancing um, that it's not it's not an instantaneous thing. Yeah. Are you shooting in? Mo- or mo- well, they're not. There's daytime scenes, too, right? Yeah. So it's it's daytime and nighttime. Um so yeah, I mean for for the I mean and that I mean you're lucky with the daytime because you already have that light source. Um, yeah, but that moves around with it, the sun. Exactly, it moves, and so for us, we're diffusing a lot of that light because it's it makes it softer and it's less like the shadows are less harsh and it's less difficult or it's less, I guess, difficult. Uh, the audience doesn't really notice what time of day it is when when you're diffusing, you know. Um, and so, uh, like, but yeah, it is, it is difficult. Like actually going back to the T, um, that, that we actually had one day to shoot a nine page script at my, mm-hmm. at, at this location. Um, and, uh, we ended up shooting late into the night and we had to set up our lights to try and fake sunlight. And that, like we were talking about it earlier, that film was the film that I kept looking at. I'm like, these shots don't match up. This, this looks terrible. Um, and I kept being so paranoid about like um, the light not matching. Um, but in the end, nobody really noticed and nobody really cared. Um, so we we faked the sunlight, but that is a difficult thing to do. And I would not recommend it for anybody. So, yeah, it did yeah. have a, a golden look about yeah. it, which is like what period pieces. Exactly. Do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's I really embraced that golden because I was like, it's going to hide it's going to hide the flaws. So, yeah. Yeah. And as far as lighting is concerned, like I remember shooting um, sunset dinners at a restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, at five in the morning. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, I've done yeah. that, too. Yeah, because it's uh, it's you still get sort of that golden hour. Um, it's just at a different time of day, you know? Yeah. So yeah. unless you look at your watch, really. Right. Unless yeah. you look at the time, you don't really know the difference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, well, that's 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 pretty awesome. Yeah. Um. So so now. OK, so you've got your you've got did did we run through everything that you need for the most part? I mean, you mean as far as the film? As far. No, no, we got more to go for that. Oh, OK. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, for the uh, the items that you need to budget for. Oh, I mean, I, we, we, uh, I think like, we were talking about meals yes. and then we got hung up on the time that it took and why you need meals. And yeah. this is separate from craft services, you guys. Yeah. Craft services is a whole different animal. Uh, and I'm going to be honest, yeah. our craft services is going to be so small. Like, like Yeah, well, we'll, you just need the basics. Yeah, exactly. Like, we'll we'll have, you know, some fruit, maybe some fruit snacks, cheese and crackers, like water. You got to have like, red vines. Ooh, okay. Okay. I've I mean, never worked on a, on a, on a film set, set without, without red vines. All right. We will have, you know, there's vines. something really cool about that too. Why? You put it in your mouth and your uh-huh. hands are free. Yeah. And you can keep chewing. Oh, up. oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah. you can be working while chewing on a red vine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. 
Um, but yeah, like, I mean, and so, I mean, we, yeah, we, we, we've budgeted for meals. Um, I'm trying to think what else is in there. Um, oh, I mean, uh, because this is a 16 day shoot, um, I have budgeted, this is the first time I've actually done this. I've budgeted to give embarrassingly small stipends to the people who are working on the project. Um, and it's just because like they're giving up 16 days. Um, so like if I am able to throw them like a hundred bucks, um, that is better than like, you know, um, than nothing. Uh, because like, at least I'm replacing the gas that it took for them to drive there. You know, Um, are you doing this six days a week or, or five? Uh, I uh, it might be seven. We will see. <laughs> oh gosh! Yeah. Well, because um, I I worked on a film and it was literally yeah fifteen uh fifteen sixteen days. But yeah. we uh now everybody got uh the weekends off. Sure. Uh, but I as a production coordinator had to work six days. Yeah. Um, which was fine anyways. Cause yeah. like, what else am I gonna do? Yeah. And and I do recognize we will need that one day off, especially to re-energize, among other yeah. things. Um, but uh, but also for like planning, you know, mm-hmm. like because because things always come up and you have to shift things around. Um, so so, yeah, it, it, it's 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 likely going to be a six day a week shoot. And I feel that, like I'm being your advisor here. Thank on the you. Podcast my, too. my mentor, like, <laughs> got to have the red vines and yeah. six days a week. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So you, I think you pretty much covered basically all you need. You got, you got your gear now yeah. for mobile filmmaking. Um, how are you, are you getting any, uh, any, uh, help with the gear from any of the apps or the, so I know? use filmic pro. Um, yeah. I've been using filmic pro since it was like a dollar 99. I've been, I used it when it was free oh now i like my my friends actually joke around and they're like they should be paying you for the amount of times that you tell people <laughs> about filmic pro um because honestly like it gives you so much flexibility with the camera on your phone um yeah. like with focus like i can i can rack focus which if you don't know what that means uh, listeners, it's when like, let's say my subject is acting and she's in focus in the front. And then, uh, and this exists in a lot of films, she's in focus in the front and then something moves behind her and the focus shifts to the thing behind her. Now she's out of focus, but the thing behind her is in focus. Um, And you can do that as an effect in post-production. Yeah. Yes, you can. Yes. Uh, but, but it's also something that is in the app that like you can, you can, you can, you can, uh, in the manual settings, you can set a timer on there so it racks the focus for you. And it's, it's you know, like it, it, it elevates your, you know, it, the, the cinematography. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I use, I use Filmic Pro for apps um, and, that, you know, I get, to, I get to control the lighting and the ISO and the, and the focus and everything. Um, and, and, you know, the frame, the frame rate and all of that. Um, we do separate sound. We have a Zoom recorder. Good for as, you. Yeah. <laughs> Just because like, no, you're making a feature. You gotta. Yeah. 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 Um, it's, and, and it's a, it's a narrative film. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and like, and we, I mean, th- we've had that for a little while cause we have the sketch comedy group as well. And so like, we recognize if we're going to be doing this a lot, like let's get the best sound we can get. So we do have a zoom with, uh, one of the things we actually have to purchase is, uh, a better microphone because w- what we have is not great. Um, so, so you have to purchase it. So 
uh, I can recommend you something. The brand that I like the best, they don't pay me. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is from way before when. I like Audio-Technica and I like their, their shotgun mics. Okay, that's actually, so I was like, because we already have these things in the budget, like, um, but I think that's actually the one that we put in our budget because I was, I was looking at all the reviews and I think that was the one that had very good reviews. So, um, yeah. so that is in our budget, actually. Yeah, uh, Audio Technica, even their cheapest microphones still sound better than some of the other cool. brands. Cool, cool. Awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. So we're getting, we're Audio getting Technica. Some... Hey, Audio Technica. <laughs> Sponsor, maybe? Sponsor? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, um, oh, go ahead. What else did you, did you, are you adding lens? First of all, what phone are you using? So I, during <laughs> COVID, just upgraded to, uh, I have the iPhone 11 Pro. Nice. Um, so I have the one with the three uh, lenses, the telephoto, the wide and the or not. I don't think it's a telephoto. It's the wide, the close, the like it's a close up lens Macro. and then just the yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then just the regular angle lens or there's like an ultra wide. Anyway, sorry, I'm not selling the, the iPhone 11 Pro very well. No, you're just uh, spoiled now, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I have the 11. Yeah. What no. did you shoot the T with? Was it a, a uh, hmm, I, th- I don't I, remember. I think that that I th- that one was a 6S. I thought so, but I yeah. didn't want to, you know. Yeah, I just graduated. So actually, I used that 6S until it was dead. Um I had I and then one of my friends actually gave me their old iPhone 8. Um, and I had that one for about a year and then I was finally able to upgrade to the 11 pro. So we're shooting paralysis with actually two, we're shooting it with that one. And then my friend just purchased the 12 pro. Um, and so, uh, he's my AD. He was also the AD on, um, the T, uh, so um, we, we sometimes label him as the DP, but, but like, that's a shared responsibility that we both do. Like if I'm not in a scene, I'm the DP. If I am in the scene, he's the DP. Um, oh, so I was going to ask you that at some point. Are you acting in it? Oh, yeah. Um, I am. I am. I am very much an actor, a director and a writer. Like I love all three. And that's not something that I think I will ever be able to give up. Um, I definitely know that some people would prefer I go down one avenue, but I like very much love all of it so i'm not going to stop um and so in this project allison is uh my friend allison she is playing the lead she's the character who is suffering from sleep paralysis um Mm -hmm. and has this entity that's visiting her in the night um but you find out that uh and i'm not revealing anything but you find out through the story uh that her paralysis is actually connected to something else in her life um, and I play her brother. So, um, so she, so like we're in her house. I, my character lives in her house with her, um, uh, because of hard times that I've fallen on. And it's a, it's a nonlinear, uh, film. So like, you'll get flashbacks, you'll get dreams, um, and you'll get the present day, but you'll, you'll know where you are in the yeah, story. Yeah, because you're. You're going to use the transitions yeah, while you're uh, editing. Absolutely. Too, yeah. I mean, is... yeah, you saw that in the teaser as well. Like you can, you yeah. can tell when it's not, uh, uh, real and when it is. Um, but, um, yeah, so, so I, I'm playing her brother in that film. Uh, so when I am, when I am acting, uh, Emerson is my friend who shares that responsibility with me. He will be the DP. And when I am 
not acting, he will be my AD. So pretty good. Yeah, just one of the benefits, one of the reasons why I want to push this to more people that if you're an actor, don't just shoot your auditions with the phone. Start oh, yeah. shooting, you know, your movies. Films. Absolutely. And, and that's Well, you that's, know, the other thing that I wanted to say about that, I'm sorry, is is that you, you know, actors are on film sets. There's no way you're not absorbing anything yeah. from that. Yep. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like pay attention like for me anyway, because I know it, it, it like I have friends that like this is not their passion. They don't want to be self-producing. Um, but for me, like I when I'm on a film set, I'm I'm like even when it's like something I auditioned for or something else, like I am paying attention to what everybody is doing so that I can understand the various positions. You know, um, we have an incredibly small crew, but but like and we're all balancing multiple hats, but like like it's important to us. Like we want to be creating content. We want to be telling stories and we're not going to wait for permission to do that. You know? Exactly. And, and that's the other thing you also get to cast yourself. Yeah. So you get, you get more practice. Absolutely. And whatever role you want, you know? And so like for this one, most of the time, well, I guess not most of the time, but like a lot of the time when I write a project, um, it leans towards comedy. Um, this is not a comedy. This film is not a comedy. This is this is uh, uh, a psychological horror with family drama elements. Um, and it's like I've, I've described it as sort of being a hybrid of uh, hereditary with the Haunting of Hill House series and uh, the Babadook. Um, wow. I mean, I, I, I'm, I, I hope to live up to that. I don't want to like. Yeah, the Babadook was a big hit you know there it's you're right there there's a when it comes to genres being genuine to the genre right because when people go to see a horror film right i mean you can throw a little bit of you know i mean there's reality humor in there but most people when they go to see a horror film they want to they want to be scared yes yeah and they expect that absolutely if you go to a horror film unless it's like a horror comedy where the intent is to go and laugh at you know like like the babysitter from 2017 is a very funny movie, but it's not scary. Yeah. You know, like you yeah. went for the the entertainment of it. Um, whereas like this film, it it is intended to like to unnerve you and startle you and and scare you. And and like, you know, also it's because brutal, you guys, it's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to leave the theater sweating. <laughs> well, you have you yeah. have. You have the cinematography going Thank for you. you. And I think the size of the phone, uh, you shared some pictures where you are literally on the bed with your oh, actor. Right up in her up. face. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is very hard to do with a yeah. big camera without knocking somebody's teeth out. Oh, literally. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the mobility of the phone is actually one of my favorite things about mobile filmmaking because... Because like you don't have the cumbersome big camera, you 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 can literally like set up a shot in you know a couple of minutes versus all of the work to move the camera and you know like when when it's a a, a massive you know uh, red or you know whatever. Yeah. Um, so so it's nice to I love the I I per I I mean I've been a proponent of iPhone filmmaking since 2014 when I first started making them. 
Um, and I remember my friends being like, well, that's never going to be a thing. And I was like, okay, well, I'm still going to do it because I want to, you know? Um, and, and here I am in 2021. Uh, and here are also directors like Sean Baker and Steven Soderbergh who are making these massive movies on the iPhone. So like, and you've got the international mobile film festival right here in San Diego. Next yeah. Door. And that is where I started. So I'm very happy with <laughs> that, you know, like, yeah. And that's where, you know, I'll continue to, to come back to. So, well, I do, I do have an interest in, I think since you came on board more, more often than not, which is, is it's ironic. I think also, Maybe I'll get your opinion on this. Let okay. me ask you. Because of the pandemic, right? Um, I I got to meet more in, in through our festivals, right? More people from LA making movies with their phone than ever before. Okay. And I did not have that much experience with that before. We get a lot of people internationally. We still get that. Okay. But just not that many from, you know, from LA. Um yeah. And so since 2020, uh, we started getting more indefinitely in 2021. There were more filmmakers from L.A., Good. From the L.A. area. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if that has anything to do with the pandemic that maybe people, you know, just said, you know, screw it. I'm yeah. going to shoot something with my phone. I, I think it's probably a little bit of that. Absolutely. The being in isolation and like, what can I do? But also, I think it also is like, the quality of the of the camera on the phone is insane now. Like, even if I didn't have the 11, like, I I was happy with the 6. Like, the 6S was honestly my love that favorite thing to shoot on so far. It's the last um, one with the with the headphone jack, by the way. Uh, and that is my biggest complaint, is that <laughs> Apple is monopolizing off of, like, forcing us to buy new things. And that really bothers me. I know um, little gadgets like we don't yeah. have enough already, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think the quality of the camera is improving constantly. And even like even looking at like something I shot on the iPhone 6s, the camera quality is better than some of the nice cameras from you know 30 years ago. I can look at my footage and be like, that looks better, you know. Um, and so like that with the constant evolution of that, um, and and with the pandemic, I think that people are just like. I also think that it's kind of an artistic renaissance right now. Like, I feel like mm. the pandemic is sort of forcing people to recognize that, like, this isn't what I want to do with my life. You know, like, like the things that I want to do with my life are artistic or are, you know, family focused or are, you know, like, I think that people are really taking a step back and recognizing that, like, there are things that I that I want to do. And, and, and now is the time, you know, I think I think our morality is on our mind morality mortality Mor <laughs> screw the morality <laughs> no our mortality is on our mind and i think that we're all just like you know i want to do what makes me happy well and the other thing too i think storytelling has been um i mean the stories that came out of 2020 oh, yeah and and, and everything it's just and been building yeah and we know we have between social media and then the pandemic and and the mortality as yeah. well, because screw the morality. Yes, yeah, screw uh, <laughs> the morality. That's out the that's out the window. <laughs> but um because of those three things, I think people are realizing that you can still put time and effort into making a film with a mobile phone. Absolutely. And still cut your time 
down quite mm-hmm. a bit oh, compared oh, to you know. using a much larger camera. Yeah, absolutely. And the resources. Yep. Yeah. yeah uh, absolutely. Um, and and I will say like I I we we do so I mean and this is to sort of finish the question that you asked a little while ago. Yeah. Um, we do also have lenses and stuff. Um, so like Moment has some lenses that it they are actually in our uh, budget. We I don't own any of the Moment lenses. What I do own is the Moondog Labs anamorphic lens. Um, I love them. It's a gorgeous lens. Um, well, and, and I love the company too. Oh, oh, sure, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but they like that th- that lens alone can really elevate the work. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, like, and they're more affordable than lenses on on other cameras, you know. So, like, I would much rather spend you know two hundred bucks on this lens than a couple grand on you know. Um, like mobile filmmaking is making it accessible for the everyday person who is an enthusiast or, uh, uh, you know, or, or that is their passion, you know? Um, but it's making it accessible for everyone to be a filmmaker, you know? Well, what I'm also looking forward to is like you and the other people that I've met, the other filmmakers from the LA area. Sure. As you start sharing this with other filmmakers in the LA area that, um, when we have our film festivals, uh, and, and networking events and things like that, that they'll sort of like San Diego filmmakers who go to LA, right? Yeah. That they'll be willing to come over here so that they can network with mobile filmmakers. From other. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, absolutely. Because I think, I think they learn from each other. Mm-hmm. They network with each other and knowing that they're close to each other and the filmmakers even here from San Diego, if they can, if you guys can all network together, yeah, um, this could create a, a nicer hub for mobile filmmaking, which is right here in the heart of, you know, the Southern filmmaking. California. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And there are two locations that bring, I mean, you know, you've been to San Diego before the, the things that, I mean, we, we, you can go from the sand dunes to make star Wars movies. Yeah. <laughs> to, to uh to the beaches absolutely it's a completely different landscape yeah um and that's the joy of california in general like if there's mobile filmmakers up in the bay area like that's also a completely different landscape oh gosh the forests there too yeah i mean vegas you know like that's a completely so it's 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 amazing that this area has such a vastly different um landscape that we can continue to play and explore with and collaborate on you know Definitely. You know, just having having people like you um, right there in L.A., it's mm-hmm. it's pretty incredible. And I think you're good people, you know, and I like to see I think the, you're good people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I like to see you succeeding. And it's almost like watching people blossom in a way, sure. you know, people yeah. grow. Yeah. Um, and. You know, you see films sometimes and you go, that's that's good. You know, that's that's fun. That's mm-hmm. cool. You know, yeah. and then you see the progress in each film. Yeah. You know, there's no doubt that your first film was not as good as your second oh. film. Oh, and, yeah. 
And now that your third film is going to be way better. I mean, I, even the trailer, just by the trailer itself. It already yeah. Looks, yeah. I mean, know. I this is definitely the best I've done on one of my projects. And I recognize that. Like, and I think that's what you learn, though, as a filmmaker is that, like, you're constantly researching. Like, I, I spend a lot of time researching lighting, you know, and, and, and figuring out how to better light my sets. Um, and so, like, uh, yeah, I think that from e- each film is going to be a progression. Yeah, most definitely. It's very inspiring. It really is. It's really inspiring. I mean, when I heard, I knew you were working on a, um, for our listeners on mobilefilmstories.com, we have a, a panel, a smartphone filmmaking panel. It's a two-part series, and Levi is on the first one, part one, right? pretty sure it I was think it was the first one. one I I I don't yeah. I don't remember which part it was but I know that like <laughs> I was there with Ryan and and um yes oh. it was the first one because Brandy yeah, yeah. was on the second one Inga okay. Vosk yeah Inga Vosk was in mine yep yeah and she yep. she by the for listeners she's the she won um the feature best feature film in 2020 um and so yeah so anyway it's and I will real, say, I will yeah. before before we go on, um, um, but I I guess for me though I would say that like I I was very because I remember having a conversation with you after the last festival, the 2020 festival, yeah, and you were like maybe a feature film is next, and I was like oh oh, oh right. that's funny, you know, like I was like I can't see that happening yet. And listeners, then, you'll meet drug pushers and you'll <laughs> meet. Feature mobile film pusher right yeah. there. <laughs> and Susie's one of those, the mobile <laughs> film pusher. Um, but yeah, I like I was I was intimidated by it. But then like I think between me feeling isolated and wanting to tell this story, and then even like Inga and Ryan, because they both did they both made a feature film mm-hmm. on their phone. I was I was like, you know what? I think my team is ready for this challenge, you know? Um, and so like that's that's kind of part of the inspiration you know, as well. For Inga, it was her very first film experience. Yeah. Girl, come out swinging. Like I was like, sit down. Like <laughs> for this to be your first project, how dare you? It was it was done so and yeah. so it's like you see it like a movie and then you just say, well that's it. You know. Insane. I'll, I'll, Insane. I'll make it like a movie. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you made a movie. Uh huh. That's yeah. It was insane. I was just like the fact that that was her first thing. I was like, God, like I know, what, right? What an amazing like. Oh, well, you want to want to hear something? Wow, I can't even talk. I got all excited. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the feature film winner, the best film, best feature film this year. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Jennifer Zhang. She shot the entire feature film on her iPhone during isolation. It's a narrative film. Ooh. She acted in it. Ooh. She wrote it. And get this. I'm about to slap myself here. Uh-huh. <laughs> she edited the entire feature film on her phone. That's amazing. On her, f- she edited it. She, wow. She okay. sat there with Ooh. like, can you imagine? Ooh. I mean, like uh, talk about anxiety. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like I, I do have apps that I use on my phone that help yeah. with editing, but I don't do the full editing on the phone. Like I, I, I go on my computer she and I use Final Cut. Use, I, like, that's she, insane. She used a, an app that she found that was for editing little videos on social media. Wow, that's impressive. That's and insane. it had all the basics that she needed. That's amazing. 
she's incredible. And, and by the way, she lives over there where you live, and she's okay. coming here. Cool, cool. So, so you guys you, will need to do yeah, a little one-hour road trip over here yeah. together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just incredible. I, I just think it's incredible. I know there are, there are a lot of people who are skeptical about it, but I keep meeting more and more people who are more open to it. And I, yeah. and I'm, I just wanted to get your opinion to see if, you know, if I was thinking about this in the right way, because you're deep into that. I mean, there in, in LA. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think like even, even on this project on paralysis, before we even launched the campaign, before we even did any of that, one of the things that I chose to do was I did a questionnaire um, that people could answer for a chance to win a $20 gift card. Um, and, and it included questions like, you know, what's your favorite scary movie? Um, like just a bunch of different questions about like horror stuff. Uh, like we did a hashtag challenge, like whoever won the hashtag challenge, that's who would get the gift card. And that became the official hashtag for our film, um, nice. which is hashtag sweet screams. Mm. Um, yes. Uh, but, but one of the questions that I asked is, um, would it bother you to watch a, a feature film with the knowledge that it was filmed on an iPhone or on a, a mobile phone? Um, and then one of the other questions was, have you seen any of these films? And it was a list of uh, films that have been made on an iPhone or a mobile film. Um, and I think of the I think we had 40 or 50 people do the questionnaire. Only one person said that it would bother them. Um, no, everybody else was like, I do not care it. What matters to me is the story, you know? And so I think that, I think that audiences are, they don't care what it's filmed on. Most of the time now people are watching things on their phones, you know? Um, so like it, like the giant screen, which is, I still prefer watching things on. Yeah. I was um, going to say, I like, do too. I'm not, I'm not nipping that in the bud. Like I <laughs> love going. Giant screen, nice speakers. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, like I, but the reality is like the audiences don't care, like a, the quality's improved, but B like, like it's, it's just about the story. So tell a compelling story and, and the, like the audience will come, you know? Yeah. I still think that the story needs to, in order to get the full effect of the story, you still need a, a larger screen, but that, that's, you know, I, but I'm everybody has there. their own. I'm a, oh, I'm there. You know? I'm, I a hundred percent agree with yeah. So, yeah. Well, 100% that I can't go wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else? Okay, now listen, let's give our listeners because um just in case they don't they forget about the notes or they can't sure. see their notes. Uh-huh. Cuz you know Apple, if you're on Apple Podcast, they've changed everything now. So you can't read the notes there. But you know that you can go to sbppodcast.studio and the notes will be there on episode 102. Wow. You're episode 102. That's impressive. Congratulations to you. You're like beyond the 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> I'm the 102 Dalmatians. Um, so let's give them some, some places where they can follow you. Sure. Um, do you want me to or do you want to? Yeah, no, I want okay. you to. Okay. <laughs> so we are on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, our, you can literally just search Paralysis the Film um, and we should pop up on both. Uh, you can also just do www.facebook.com slash Paralysis the Film. Um, and that's where our social medias are. Or you can check out our Seed and Spark campaign. 
all you have to do is go to the Seed and Spark website, and they have a little search bar. Uh, you can type in Paralysis, and we are the only film titled Paralysis. Wow. Um, and and there you can uh, you can you can see all the perks and incentives that we offer if you contribute. Uh, but you can also see our pitch video, and then if you go to the updates, you can see the full teaser as well. Uh, you can yeah. also probably do a Google search and put paralysis levi Austin does it work Morris. Did, i've never you that. you'd be surprised at how right. much i mean that's how i search even you know i forget which article like on medium for example right okay. so i go on google and i'll say i know i wrote an article for this podcast or that podcast and i literally just put in medium right svb uh -huh. podcast and then the name of the person that was my guess and it comes up top interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. I just YouTubed it and paralysis comes up as the top video. So uh, if you, you go. Googled paralysis, <laughs> Levi Austin Morris, it's going to be the first thing. See, I'm a whiz. You are. But not the cheese in a candy type. <laughs> Although that's also <laughs> delicious. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> not for me. That's, I mean, I'm from Minnesota, the land of the cheese. So oh. <laughs> any form, give us real cheese, give us fake cheese. We just want cheese. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. What is the other one that you have? You have the Instagram. Yes. And so both Instagram and Facebook have the same. It's just paralysis searching paralysis, the film, the film and, and we will be the only thing that pops up. So awesome. Yeah. OK, so what else can we say? What what else would you like to say? What are some of the how can we entice people to to go and help fund you? What are I some mean, of the some we, of the goodies? Sure. We've, we've got a lot of really fun perks. Um, some of them are specific, like to if you're a horror movie fan, one of the things that we're doing is uh, we Photoshop you into a scene from your favorite horror film. Um, and, and so it doesn't hurt, does it? It, it, it does not <laughs> hurt. Even if you're the one getting killed, it's kind of fun. But more often than not, we tend to make the person we're Photoshopping in the killer because it makes it more fun. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so that, that's one of them, uh, some of the more fun actual like physical perks are, uh, we have, uh, a Haggerty Ann doll, um, which is kind of a, a takeoff of the Raggedy Ann doll. Um, the, the sort of the creature in our movie is the, the old hag. That's what is oh. a, the sleep paralysis demon, uh, throughout history. And this is actual research that I've done. Um, throughout history, most people who experience sleep paralysis see a woman um, sitting on their chest and uh, and she's been referred to as the old hag. Um, and so the so she's the old hag. And so we're creating cute little plushy dolls. Um, and honestly, they're just they're they're just adorable little plushy dolls that don't cost that much for us. And then we make them into cute little terrifying dolls <laughs> for you. Um, and that comes with like that comes with a, a personal story of how that doll came to haunt you, the backer. Um, and so, like, if you contribute money, that that story will be personalized to you and it will not match anybody else's story. Um, and so, yeah, we're just doing fun things like that. Um, our lowest tier one is $15, but you can contribute lower than that if you if you can't give 15 How can you go lower than that? I mean, that, you, that's like the price of a fish taco well, at this point. <laughs> that, I mean, you're not wrong. But like some people don't have a lot of money. And so like if you yeah. contribute five or ten, like that's fine. But at least but if, you're a part of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and then you get to be a part of all the updates and everything. But with the, the $15 one, 
um, you actually, once the film is complete, you will get, uh, it's because it's the price of a movie ticket, you'll get to see the film. Um, we like once it's complete, obviously. Um, we're going to make it uh, available on, on a password protected thing for people to view once it's done. Um, and so that's the lowest tier. And you also get like a special shout out. Um, but yeah, like that's just some of the fun perks. We, we've got other things uh, like a, a share the scare, which is like a video, like a personalized video. You get to tell us who you want it personalized for. Um, and it's just like a little video that like starts really sweet and like, you're, you know, your friend's going to be like, oh, this is really nice. And then obviously it's going to scare the crap out of them at the end of it. Um, so it's it's one of those things. Um, yeah. You're so having just, so much fun with honestly, this. It, it like we sat down and we talked about all the perk ideas and like there there's so many fun ideas that didn't make it and some that like that did make it, you know. Um, and like one of my one of uh, the team, our producer was like, what if we did like a share the movie night, you know, where it's like. We we send them like like uh, little uh, candy like movie candy with like a, a DVD from like Walmart or something like a horror movie and like th- we realize well that's cutting into the expenses too much you know or like not the expenses but like the 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 production costs like because that all costs money so we're doing things that like we can afford to do but are still fun and engaging for the audience so yeah because garage sales would. With- Filled with boxes of DVDs or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. They're you not don't a know thing what, anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although I have been going to quite a few estate sales now that COVID is over. <laughs> yeah. I always, I it's feel so for people. Well, all right. So, so is there anything that, that you would like to say? I, I really do. Lastly, um, actually right now, <laughs> mm-hmm. would like for you to say something to 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 help inspire our listeners sure uh because i know that we just we just explained the whole process and it may yeah. feel like it's overwhelming to some people but i think if they listen to the podcast and make notes of each step you yeah. know um it's doable yeah absolutely and i mean to to inspire honestly i'm going to say just do it like my the film that got into uh the international mobile film festival um did i say that right i don't know if i did you no. totally said it right i'm i'm uh, smiling and grinning oh good i'm so happy because like after i said it i was like god did i screw that up uh, no it's a long uh, one yeah um so the 90 seconds to live i didn't have any lighting i didn't have anything i i literally just had my phone and the inspiration you know and so for that film it's just it's just a story i wanted to tell um and and i thought it up and and we shot it you know um and so like the the lessons will come as you do but but don't 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 go into it wanting to have everything figured out go into it knowing that you're going to make mistakes go into it knowing that you're going to fail go into it knowing that you're going to have fun you know that that like you're going to learn that like you're going to be like oh next time i got to do this you know and learn those lessons, but like, just do it. Like if all you have is your phone, just do it. You know, um, you, you can, you can do sound later, you know, you can, you can do an underscore later. There's plenty of websites that offer free music, you know, um, you can, you can build your network later, but, but like right now do the work so that you can inspire yourself and inspire other people to want to work with you, you know? Yeah. And learn from it and learn from it. Absolutely. You don't like what you shot. Just delete it. Start Absolutely. Over. And do it again because it's the mobile phone. It doesn't take that, you know, <laughs> like 
plenty of times I've gone back and I've been like, yeah, we're reshooting this, you know, like, so absolutely. Yeah. Have fun. Definitely. And and build a family. Yes. Build a family like like Levi did, because that's always going to be more important and you grow together. Yep. And you learn together and then you put out something pretty amazing together. I haven't even seen your film yet, but again, uh, guys, please go and watch the trailer and you'll see why this is so exciting. Um, and make sure that you follow Levi and his, um, uh, his entourage. <laughs> um, my crew, my crew. <laughs> the crew, the crew. Yeah. Uh, they do stuff that's pretty fun. I saw your, I watched your review of oh. the, um, Insidious. The Conjuring. Yeah. The, the Conjuring the 3. Yeah. The, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, the con- But I found that to be so fun. It's like, good. I yeah. want to go to the next one, you know? Yes. <laughs> Come on so, down. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, I hope you're inspired. I hope you follow Levi. And, Levi, you know, you've got another ticket left for when you finish that film. Yeah, uh, to come back and uh, and maybe bring bring a few guests with you. Absolutely. I mean, they there were people in my team last time that were going to come. So it just yeah. it was a huge bummer that that worked out the way it did. Well, you can bring like half of L.A. with you. I'd be ah! happy. <laughs> I'll work on that. I'll see if I can convince some people. <laughs> yeah. All right. Say goodbye to our listeners. All right. Bye, everybody. 